This episode is brought to you by forhims.com. That's F O R H I M S.com. This episode is also presented by PlayStation VR and Borderlands 2 VR. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dormersch, and I am your host for episode 571 of Beyond, our weekly PlayStation show here at IGN. I am joined this week by Lucy O'Brien. Wait, you, do we say Beyond still? Uh, you can if you want to. Okay. Beyond! There beyond. we go. Yay! Yes. Yeah. I'm also joined by Max Coville. I was told we were doing away with the shouting of Beyond. <laughs> and Brian Altano. I was told it was divisive and that some love it and others hate it, but I'm going to keep doing it just a little bit just for me, so Beyond. Do it randomly throughout the show. Just sure. really drive it home, I think, for them. There's a word for that. <laughs> uh, we have a lot to talk about this week beyond the word beyond. We're going to look <laughs> back at the year that was in 2018 for PlayStation, the crazy, amazing releases, the weird, some PR choices that they made, and the conferences and lack thereof throughout the year. We're also going to be talking about uh, this weird thing that may have told us how many people actually have games on PlayStation, thanks to a weird uh, trophy hack people have figured out. Uh, we're also going to take a look at some characters we think should be in Mortal Kombat Mortal 11. Mortal Kombat! Dun, 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 Hell yeah. Dun, 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 Mortal Kombat. Scorpion. Sub-Zero. Kano. Liu Kang. Mortal Kombat. The lyrics to that song are the name of it and then the characters. It's great. <laughs> and then they say test your yeah. might to make sure that you're still there. I don't think there are better lyrics to anything than that song. <laughs> it's really good. That song is not on Spotify either. you got to go on like YouTube to find it. Imagine you had five minutes to write a song and you're like, what if I just <laughs> name the guys that are here? We're also going to be talking about the Dreams beta is finally happening. Surprise, surprise. Uh, of course, we'll do a little bit of a Kingdom Hearts Minute and a trophy test later. Uh, but first, I want to uh, light up everyone's day. With is that a threat? A look your, back. Your your sweater just lit up. Oh, yeah. how did you do that? I don't want to say how, but there's a switch. Is that Kingdom side. Hearts? No, it is Hogwarts. It's you could have lied. Yeah, I would. You wouldn't have you. known. It's yeah, either Castlevania true. or or Kingdom Hearts. Did you or get that from from Universal Studios? I did not know. This trip? is from a numb school. Numb skull. Oh. Not numb school. That is a weird school. For those of you listening to audio, Jonathan is wearing a sweater that is lighting up. I wasn't looking at him, so I didn't notice that. <laughs> There's a lot of lights in this room, so it's not. It doesn't really stick out. I think what also is uh, lighted up, lit up, lighted up. I don't know how to say that. It's sentence. lit, fam. It's, fine. it's lit, fam. Uh, Higgledies are lit. Uh, what has been lit this year has been 2018 for PlayStation. That's uh, right. It's been kind of a crazy year. We want to take a look back at the year, uh, all the big releases, the big news, everything. And we're going to kind of go month by month through it all. So right off the top, let's start with obviously the beginning, January. Uh, it wasn't a huge news month necessarily necessarily for PlayStation. We did get one of the first uh, 10 out of 10s on IGN this year, though, in Celeste, and PS4 had the exclusive Dissidia Final Fantasy NT fighting game. Uh, so, like, not a bad start to the year. January is normally a pretty dead time. Uh, Monster Hunter World also came out that year on the third-party side, so if you needed something after Christmas, it seemed like a pretty good start to the year, I think. And yeah. also, Celeste never left the conversation. Yes. Like, I, I wasn't like... Um, Metal Gear Survive, where I was like, that came out this year. Right, you don't like talk I was about just, that game. I was just very, I was, you know, I knew Celeste had, had had come out in January because, like, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and everyone yep. just continued to talk about it. Such a good game. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you're totally right. Like, I feel like there's a lot of games that come out in January that just leave the conversation halfway through the year. But this, if you had told me this game came out in May, I would have been like, yeah, totally, I mm -hmm. agree. Um, Celeste is really, really cool and really special, and I hope more people play it. I'm glad it's getting award recognition pretty much everywhere. Uh, we nominated for it a bunch of stuff here at IGN, and Jeff Keighley gave it some awards. So um, play, play this game. It's really special. Uh, yeah, it is nominated for a few of our Best of 2018 awards. Uh, those, if you don't know, will be live on December 21st. So you can look forward to the winners of our Best of 2018 games, movies, and TV shows there to find out if Celeste won. Uh, moving forward, though, into February, we got, I think, two really awesome exclusives on different sides of PlayStation that I didn't think about it then, but looking back now, sort of set the benchmark for what the year would be like yep. on both sides of it. So for PSVR, we had Moss, which is a really great entry and really smart use of VR to me. 
Uh, and then we also got Shadow of the Colossus, a fantastic remake and something that was a really big surprise when they announced it at, I believe, E3 last year. Mm -hmm. uh, and so seeing those two at the start of the year felt like this really awesome, oh, PlayStation's going to have a really great year. I, so. I feel like that left the conversation pretty quickly. Shadow? For how much, yeah, for how much yeah. hype was riding behind it. I yeah. think a lot of people went back to that. And like there were definitely tweaks to the, the, the remaster, remake, whatever we call it. Um, but there are definitely, I don't know, some weird design issues with that game. And to play like a, a sort of a, I don't know, like a early prototypical open world game <laughs> that doesn't really have much in it really yeah. is kind of, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's a strange, lonely experience of a game. But like, I don't know, I feel like the people who really loved it really loved it kind of quietly to themselves. And people who had problems with it just sort of moved on. And like, there wasn't really a lot of discourse about Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, we, we did give it one of our highest scores of the year. Yeah, it got a 9.7, I believe, earlier this year. Can I tell you a, like a terrible secret? Sure. It's Definitely. not a secret it's anymore. It's probably not a it won't great place to do that. But when I are. originally uh, played Shadow of the Colossus back in the day when it first came out, I played it right until the very end, right until the last Colossus. Colossi? Colossus. And, Singular. And just stop. <laughs> I stop. Playing. You never finished? I never finished. Oh, no. At the last guy. Um. We're, you got the good ending, <laughs> technically. You, so I know that there was a tragedy involved, but I'm not sure yeah, what it was. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but um, anyway, yeah, carry on. that's an interesting. I've always thought about that with video games. They're not real. They're not real. The sort of sentient understanding that like leaving one behind is just like, oh, they're they like the bad guys are still there and they're just hanging out and they're just like oppressing everyone or whatever. <laughs> um, but Shadow of the Classes is an interesting game. Uh, I feel like. After The Last Guardian, it was a weird time to put that game out again mm -hmm. uh, and remind everyone of sort of the pedigree of that studio. Um, we're also in this weird spot right now where we don't technically know what's next for them. Like, does anyone know? No, I don't we, think so. we speculated about it for like 45 minutes and we have no idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, it's big. We're like, it's probably Metal Gear Solid 1. We're like, why? Why do we think that? Exactly. Oh, yeah, for Bluepoint, yeah. It's a total, oh, Bluepoint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Bluepoint specifically doing remasters and mm -hmm. remakes. I, I mean, like, the, the team behind. Oh, Team Eco? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Team Eco. Like, I, I don't know. I don't really know what's next. I don't know when to expect it. I don't know, like, fundamentally how they operate as a studio. Sure. Um, well, didn't, after, didn't their main dude kind of leave to do his own thing on the side? And he yeah, sort of I think so. He like left, I think, before The Last Guardian even ended, but yeah. he was still yeah. working on it. I feel like The Last Guardian might have killed him. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know what happens. I mean, the mm -hmm. fact that Shadow of the Colossus was, like, released with, I feel like, almost more fanfare, and even that was kind of a quiet thing. Yeah. And that was a separate studio who handled it. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like a lot of both of those games. I think they're both really special games that um, are also exceedingly frustrating. But if you get a chance to play them in like some, you know, crazy flash sale or something, like please do because there's a lot there's a lot to love there. What do we uh, think of PlayStation's remake process right now because remakes and remasters have been a huge part of this generation, but so their big focuses at least within this year have been the Shadow of the Colossus remake that came out and then Medieval next year right that's really their big push I know this is a weird thing to ask mm -hmm. but who wants medieval like is there a huge medieval fan base in Sir the, like, Daniel Fortescue in, <laughs> well it's just like back in the day medieval was like the, the game like you were like oh yeah that's cool but look at all these other great games right mm -hmm. right it was never like a big like come around to my house and play I, medieval I mm -hmm. like to think there is like a British Jonathan Dornbush <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's sort of the whole Elseworlds thing where he, medieval is his Spyro. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd see that. I don't know. It's 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 definitely got fans out there, but it uh, yeah. I just thought it was an odd choice. Like, I, you know, go for it. Yeah, I just, yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that like Shadow is one of the most vaulted, beloved, beloved games yeah, of that generation exactly. and then to go to a game that people liked for sure, but yeah, isn't necessarily well, of that We're going to be at a point where you look at the PS4 library and it's going to look sort of like a greatest hits console. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, it's going to, I mean, assuming that Final Fantasy VII Remake ever actually comes out, I think the only thing like, probably not. it probably won't come out for <laughs> PS4, but um, I mean, we'll have a lot of those, those like kind of like Crash, Spyros on there. There's a Spider-Man, there's a God of War, there's no Metal Gear. I mean, there's a Metal Gear. But it's not. We don't talk. It's about not it. a remake. Of <laughs> I think the plan for these things is to ultimately reach a new, much bigger generation of people. I mean, there's millions of millions of PS4s out there, and I think a significant portion of those people didn't even own any classic or sort of legacy Sony consoles. And so the job's on them to say, "Hey, we have this new thing. It's first-party exclusive. Um, it's a remake of a 20-year-old game. It's really cool, and you get to be this guy." Uh, which out of the classes, I think a lot of people might have looked at that game like it's just this brand new, gorgeous, really cool thing, uh, and got to experience it for the first time. So I think 
ultimately there's like that old fan fan group who's like, oh cool, I like this. Um, I'm with you, Lucy. I, I was never really one of those people that was like, yeah, this is this is it. <laughs> um, it's fine. Like I just remember it being like aggressively fine. It's yeah, it's triumphantly, incredibly, just outstandingly fine. <laughs> Um, but maybe they'll remake it and it'll be interesting and better. Yeah. And, you know, a bunch of people will find it for the first time. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, what was also fine, I think a little more than fine, was PlayStation's March, which included releases like Nino Kuni 2. Uh, Barrett and I are huge fans of the Higgledies. Higgledies are lit. Mm-hmm. You'll remember from back in the day. MLB The Show 18. Uh, and then also, just as a note, PlayStation Plus had that awesome month of Bloodborne and Ratchet and & Clank for PS4 were released. That, that kicked ass. That yeah. was a yeah. great... That was a good goddamn month to have yeah. a PS4. I have such fond memories of going to GameStop and buying MLB The Show 18 and Nino Kinutu at the same time. <laughs> Nino Kinutu? <laughs> no, no one has ever bought both of those games, but it's cool that like that's, it sort of exemplifies how they are servicing a, a gigantic audience of people there. And yeah... That month was goddamn awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For PS Plus, that's pretty huge. We've seen months definitely waver back and forth between then. Also to note, though, that was the month where they said uh, in 2019's March, they will stop supporting PS3 and PS Vita games as part of the monthly PS Plus free mm-hmm. games lineup. Uh, Which so, is know. cool. They gave people a year warning. Yes. They also yeah. softened the blow with two really awesome exclusives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think at this point, it totally makes sense. If you are playing on a PlayStation console, chances are it's a PS4. And so to put the free game focus there, and probably now, especially with so many people getting to PSVR, which we'll get to in a bit. If we ever do like really a makes sense, like a best month in in PS Plus history, I think I think that's like that is up there. Yeah, that's up yeah. there. There was a really good month a couple years back that had un- one of the Uncharted's and XCOM two, and like one or two other games, or XCOM one and a couple. Oh other games. right, it was, right, it was right. great. But yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on into April. A uh, little game called God of War came out. Uh, there was also Yakuza 6 came out, and they first teased the Spiral Reignited trilogy back then when I received a weird purple egg in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a pretty big month on both the news front. I think, obviously, Spyro is multi-platform, but was a PlayStation 1 mascot. And then, of course, God of War. Can I talk about Yakuza for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I expected it. That's uh, why I Yakuza, put it on this list. Yakuza 6 <laughs> is, is super weird. Like I totally played that game, and it I really loved a lot of it, but I also... like. I, I feel like our review pretty much nailed it. It's a weirdly sort of slim game in terms of what to expect from that series. And a lot of people I feel like aren't going to get to it for ages because there's zero Kiwami, Kiwami 2. I feel like they're probably going to re-release uh, 3, 4, and 5. Um, but like 6 is, is, a, is a conclusion of a story. Like it is very much an end. And you can jump into it, but like I wouldn't even really recommend that. It's one of those things that's great if you love the characters, but like mechanically they were kind of trying out their newest engine which is what Kwame 2 is running on mm-hmm. so it's like it feels like light on features and on content and almost like a step backwards that's visually more impressive but like i don't know it got a few a few shout outs in like you know game of the year discussions um i mean just you know exclusives and stuff but like i feel like Kwame 2 is overall a much better game but that's not eligible for that conversation because it's a remake yeah it's so, so it's super weird i don't know yeah well, in the meantime, like God of War surprised everyone. Yes, yeah. like yeah. even the God of War fans were oh, just yeah. taken aback because I mean, I feel like yeah. sta- like expectations were pretty high. They were high, but mainly like they were high mainly because of previews and like stuff like that. I think the average Joe wouldn't have thought that a God of War game could be what it what it was when when this game arrived. Like, I was hyped because I'd like people had played it and they were hyped. Yeah. Um, but otherwise I would have just been like, oh, it's another God of War. I, I could have sworn going in that this was going to be an incredibly linear experience akin to some of the more tunneled stuff in like the Tomb Raider games yeah. where there are big set pieces, but you know, much crazier boss fights, things crumble and you never go back. Um, instead we got this sort of quasi open world, incredibly beautiful, heartfelt video game about a father and son. And it was touching and moving and something I'll remember for the rest of my life. And yeah. such a good game. Yeah, and I never, <laughs> ever, ever It's so good. It's, it's all right. You, yeah. you know, one of the things, one of my big takeaways from God of War is that I read somewhere, someone might have tweeted it out, like a game designer or something, like, don't make your game open world unless it has to be. Unless, yes. like, there are absolutely no other arguments. Like, yeah. and I think God of War did that so well. I think if that game had been purely open world, it would have lost a lot of what Completely. made it so special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it, it was it was just a lesson in in sort of keeping things 
smaller, keeping the vision just a little bit smaller, and 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 the game was so much stronger for mm -hmm. it. It really. Oh, I was going to say, I think the narrative also supports it. Like yeah. the fact that it is this incredibly like wide linear experience that is it's in a world, but the whole premise of the game is like a journey that's taking place. Right. And that point of like you're getting from point A to point B, there will be sidetracking here, but like to not just turn players loose and be like, your motivation is to. Uh, Go do a bunch of crap all over. <laughs> it's it's, not, it's collect also that, some yeah. stuff. It's that, it's that the journey is not about urgency per yeah. se, because it's the 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 most tragic thing to happen in that game happened before the game even begins, mm -hmm. or effectively when it starts. And so, and we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, and I think that's like it's a really smart approach to narrative because as a as a player, it makes me want to sort of meander a little bit. Um, it's not like, like I've always said in like Breath of the Wild, like you feel kind of like an asshole getting like every Korok seed when <laughs> someone's like, hey, help. <laughs> and in this, it's like, well, she's dead. You can put her ashes on the mountain. But first, like, Let's go catch some like nets. There's, you know, there's, there's treasure this, in the sea. This ghost wants you to find his other dead wife and yep. see if you can yeah. help. Yeah, it, I don't know. I, I think, think it's it, pretty compelling in Breath of the Wild when uh, there's an unstoppable evil that has enchanted the entire land, but there's a guy who really wants to hook up with this woman, so he wants you to catch bugs. Yeah, <laughs> and if you collect every single seed, a large leaf gives you a golden turd. <laughs> That's a real thing. That that needs urgency. That yeah, he he, exactly. uh, he had games, to work on that a lot. Yeah, uh, Lucy, I totally agree with you. I think those constraints helped yeah. make uh, God of War so incredible. It is nominated for our Game of the Year award. It won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. We will see what happens on IGN. Uh, very exciting, though, that we got that game this year. Moving on, also in May, was Detroit Become Human, the latest from Quantic Dream. Lucy, I you reviewed that. that. Yes, you gave it an 8. I gave it an 8, and yeah. I was expecting... Don't you mean a hate? Your ongoing <laughs> war against David Cage and his cohorts at Quantic Dream? Sorry. Was it difficult writing a video game review and also being a girl? It was incredibly <laughs> difficult. It was um, a real struggle. But like to be completely honest, like I was really nervous going into that review because I'd reviewed Beyond Two Souls and I'd also reviewed the remaster of Heavy Rain and I'd like scored Beyond Two Souls a six and scored the remaster of Heavy Rain like something much lower than the original score right? right so I was like oh you know I'd like I feel really weird going into this review because of what if I hate it as much as I hate it I mean I shouldn't say hate because I did give it a six let's <laughs> not be crazy here six does mean okay mm -hmm. um but like yeah beyond beyond was such a wreck I found Detroit to be actually pretty compelling it was super like cheesy and dorky and uh, the it was so on the nose, so on the nose. But I did find that the like the branching storylines actually worked. Mm -hmm. Like it was one of those games where if you played it differently, you'd have a completely different different outcome. And I was playing it with a whole bunch of other people at the time, like other people who were reviewing it um, in Australia, and we all had like totally different outcomes. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. And there's something to be said about that because that's what you know that's what you're playing these games for. I'm I'm honestly like kind of pissed at myself uh, for not playing it when everyone else was because I robbed myself of that experience. That's what I love the most about Heavy Rain was playing mm. it while I worked here, coming to work and talking to people, uh, people about it because everyone had a different, they're like, oh, I let that guy go in the in the, in the the meat shop or whatever and then he killed my friend. I'm like, oh, I, I killed him in the meat shop. Thank God for that. Like, And everybody has a different story, which is really cool. Um, I think it was like, I, I tweeted out like, couple months ago my favorite games this year and a like not insignificant amount of people were like where the hell is detroit uh the game sold pretty well mm -hmm. and i think it's got like a really passionate fan base of people it really connected with um i had a sort of tough time disconnecting it from the studio politics that were happening at the same time or weren't happening wherever you land on that it was just there was just a lot of like bad pr funneling into that it um, wasn't the best time it wasn't the yeah, best around that game's that. launch it did um, it has gone on to sell two million copies yeah it's, it's awesome uh, so it, it's done well we'll see what happens with quantic dream and playstation's relationship in the future what yeah. comes next from them i think i'll get to uh, it eventually yeah it i was also like at the very tail end of westworld season two and i was like i'm I can't with this. Like, is a robot love? <laughs> like, I just couldn't. I need it is, it is a very yeah. like common story, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I I think it was I an interesting those android costumes. I really <laughs> didn't like their little jumpsuits. You really are harboring they were just this like, like a synthetic <laughs> or replicant or whatever their names were. Like, I like that they keep them in like action figure blister packs, but they're giant. You know, and they break them. It's great. 
Well, May gave way to June, which was, of course, E3 was the dominant topic. Uh, for me, most importantly, Kingdom Hearts 3 finally got a release date, uh, which was not this year, but I'll take it anyway, January 29th, 2019. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. We interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Here's a not-so-fun fact. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost, so why not do something about it? 4hims.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily, with Hims, there's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. Hims connects you with real doctors and gives you medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and other possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements either. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of Hims for just 5 bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details, but this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to 4hims.com slash beyond. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash beyond. Once again, that's 4hims.com slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. Anyway, uh, E3, PlayStation had this strange conference that wasn't really a conference where they brought people around this, like, four different rooms of experience and also cut back to in this strange area where it was sort of an event arena, but then also they had an off-site sort of conference bit going on where they are like, by the way, New Game Plus for God of War will be coming soon. It, that just, was, it was all that over was the so place. That was so strange. Were you guys on the live show, or were you, on, were you actually there? Yeah. I was with you in the live. Yeah, show. that's yeah. right. You were, we and were, like we were just like do. Uh, oh, uh, that was that uh, was interesting. We were, yeah, we were on, we were airing on like the Disney Channel, and they were like, we might have to cut some of this. And I'm like, you think, you think maybe <laughs> the Last of Us isn't really gonna be, you know, like the thing for the eight to twelve audience? The Big Hero Six animated show is very dark. So. Yeah, do they mm-hmm. do they kill anyone with a hammer? All like the time. a cl- like a <laughs> any disemboweling? Um, but no, like <laughs> yeah, we were we were like waiting around to try to cover this and do a post show, and it kept jumping from like like a like a mandolin performance, <laughs> and we were like texting Destin, who was like, "They're putting us in caravans. I don't know where we're going." We're like, what, the f- <laughs> what is happening? Like, I'm sure it was. I mean, I say like at the time, I was like, "I'm sure it must have been really fun if you were there." And then I spoke to people who were there, and they were like, "No, we were just yeah. shuffled around." Uh. Yeah. It was um I watched from home because I was on paternity leave and it was um even there incredibly like jarring and yet like oddly fascinating experience because it kept teetering between here's a brand new trailer and like here's the stage that's in the trailer you're watching and we built it for real and then like here's a podcast uh, and then here's a live music performance but it, within all that we got some really interesting announcements we got some like new gameplay for some like tentpole games um i just feel like they overexerted themselves with this wildly ambitious press conference to the point where they're like we need a year off yeah. and now they're just not going to show up for it next year so i'd wish they had done something a little more traditional um especially because we don't know if that's going to be potentially their last E3 press conference ever. Yeah, and we also don't know, obviously we got Spider-Man in the fall, but a lot of the stuff that they showed that was first party with Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, and Last of Us Part Two are still relative unknowns in their future. So it was curious to see, and then it was sort of this thing where after E3, uh, Spider-Man was their big push. That was sort of their main focus beyond all of that. I wish so much I hadn't seen that Spider-Man presentation at E3. They showed a yeah, they showed a lot at E3, and then they had in July, like moving into July with that one-two combo of Spider-Man. They had the uh, a big Hall H Comic Con panel for Spider-Man where they showed a new trailer. They revealed new characters. They showed the PS4 Pro, which was an awesome PS4 Pro. Yep. But there was just all of this Spider-Man going on, and the game was just two months away, and it felt like a lot. It was, but I think for me, it was the first time I was like, oh, Spider-Man is a is a video game. It's yeah. a real fully functional open world video game and this is what it can do and i think until then i was sort of i was like what is this it felt felt like they were kind of hiding all of the strings that were that were holding that game up and then it turned out to be this like really really mm-hmm. great thing and then on the opposite end of the spectrum we got our first look at death stranding gameplay and we actually know less about it after seeing it <laughs> that's in action that's exactly what i was going to say it's like death stranding was counter to that yeah <laughs> like, do you yeah. think you can deliver the mummy fast enough to escape the ghosts i don't know what that game is about I the more no the more people explain it and the more people like come back from like I don't know, brunch with Kojima, and they're like, oh, he told me everything, and whatever you think is upside down. Totally different. Yeah, it's 
It was a curious showing, and knowing that there won't be that showing next year leaves us in a very weird space with them. Uh, but the year trudged on for PlayStation beyond that. Uh, July, obviously, obviously, as we mentioned, was light. Uh, August, just going to go quickly through, was Guacamelee 2, Firewall Zero Hour for PSVR, and uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2. Pretty great month in what is usually a pretty dead time. Uh, and then moving on to September was, of course, Spider-Man and Dragon Quest Eleven, which we haven't talked about that much, but uh, I know the Beyond audience loves. Uh, Jared Petty, who reviewed it for us, loved it. Uh, obviously there's a lot of love for that game Spider-Man dominated the conversation that month though yeah. it's pretty obvious to say though interestingly as I was doing research on everything September was also when they uh, cancelled PSX announced crossplay with Fortnite as a beta program that may or may not apply to other games and then also revealed that PS Now has downloadable games that you can play offline for PS2 and PS4 so while September was big with Spider-Man it was kind of a crazy month in general for right mm-hmm. yeah uh, what did you all think of uh, just quickly some of those news bits? I thought I mean those I were they didn't cancel PSX. They just well, said they, they were for the year. It. They yeah. were yeah. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I think we yeah we yeah. all approached it from the idea of cancel, but they never confirmed it was happening. Yeah, year. which is weird. We just assumed it would happen because it had happened for a few years in a row, um, and it had been a real focus. It didn't feel like it was sort of like running out of steam. Yeah, yeah. I think that like this was a weird year for them because they finally put pencils down on a lot of projects Mm. and they shipped them and they got them out there um and then it left them in this weird limbo where there was a bunch of stuff that was x percentage done that we don't have release dates for and so i just don't think they had they didn't have like an e3 press conference worth of stuff ready to go for psx and it just would have been people would have been like this is bad um and that kind of sucks because this the way this console cycle kind of ebb and flowed. Um, they got a bunch of great games out, and like we got Spider Man, got a War, they got Detroit, a bunch of first party stuff exclusives, um, and then we don't know the next wave. So they just had to kind of put their heads down for a little bit. Honestly, looking at it from this perspective, Sony's twenty nineteen is a huge question mark. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I feel like, what if? Okay, hear me out. What if they announce new hardware and they're like, it's playable at PSX. We're having that in August. Like, how insane would that be if they were like, we're doing this thing, everyone come see it in person, it, it, it comes out in November or whatever. Like, sure, that would be like uh, crazy. <laughs> I, I feel like they're either gearing up for possibly something crazy like that or the chance that it is a quiet year and wanting to slowly recede before having to deal with mm-hmm. those like bit by bit rather than making 2019 seem like a disappointment throughout the year. Right now, it's the disappointment. We can kind of forget about that next year. I feel uh, like an insane person because I still feel like it's too early to like, even start this next gen console conversation. I mean, I don't think you're an insane person. I think you're a boring person for not getting excited. <laughs> I think they just. I mean, here. they just sold a. Ton. First of all, I like when when you're when you guys were playing like stuff like Spider Man and God of War and Red Dead. Were you like, oh man, my PS4 Pro can't hold up? Only no. be only because yeah. of the fan. That's yeah. the only part. The fan was running a bit too hot. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. It gets a little jet You mean yourself yeah. or the thing inside the PS4? Both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, both were very excited. No, but you're games. right. Like At the end of the PlayStation 3 lifecycle, I was like, you could feel it. Yeah. You could feel that that console was really struggling. Mm-hmm. Whereas the PS4 Pro is... It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the the system's selling really well. You look yeah. at Black Friday sales. I'm sure we're going to get MPD in January for the full year and for yeah. the and for December and, and November. And it's like nothing of any of that will be indicative of we need to get a new console out ASAP. Well, like with, uh, with the Switch and, and the Wii U dying out, they were like, God, get this thing out of yeah. there. Like, satiate. I mean, I love how they're like, hey, we're actually, uh, we're not doing much. We're doing less than we normally do. And I'm like, what if they do more than ever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's what's really Could cool about this is either yeah. way, like, our hype is completely dependent on expectations. Yeah. And I think that the less, I think especially look at something like Red Dead, uh, the less you see of something, the more of like a magical, wondrous experience it is when it yeah. like finally comes out and we all experience it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Spider-Man, if I'd, if I'd played Spider-Man having seen like that sort of first, the first two reveals or the first two E3s they showed it at, I would have been even more blown away than I was. And I love that game. Yeah. But like they, you know, we get to that tail end of that like pre-release cycle where it's just, they're, they're just like sprinkling on more marketing stuff and you get to that you're like I've, I've seen too much like this isn't new to me anymore you know? yeah so yeah it is pretty crazy and uh, Brian you were speaking to the fact of there's no shortage of want for both the PS4 but also PSVR and I kind of want to talk about October and November a little bit together as we go toward the tail end of this uh, in the fact that 
those three months had, or those two months, excuse me, had Astrobot, Tetris Effect, and uh, Deracine all as PS4, specifically PSVR exclusives. Tetris Effect you could play without PSVR. And that system just had this new life with all of these bundles that were on sale, but especially they discounted the price on Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And it feels like more than ever, PSVR is now a much more vital part of the PS4 ecosystem. Yeah. And I think it really just depends on how they support that going forward, what that looks like. Yep. I mean, I feel like Moss felt like this encore for 2017, which was a great year for PSVR. And and then everything just went quiet for a while and i kind of put mine put, put mine away and was like oh is this like was that it was that the whole run of like fun things to do with this and then that fall hit and it was a complete renaissance for the platform mm-hmm. um the black friday sales reignited it uh there was a whole bunch of people that are finding it for the first time just anecdotally people were are constantly in my mentions now like what should i get what should i buy where's, where's the list and so uh, hopefully we will get something like no that i mean soon, but. moss and astrobot were 100 percent the god of war and spider-man for psvr like those were the two like big sort of flagship games that were just like oh hey these are triple A VR games. Tetris Effect, are. though, was the one yeah, that yeah, I think yeah. brought a lot of people out who hadn't. Like, I think that was a legit system seller. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think Astrobot was for people who had this, the system already, and I think Tetris Effect was one of those things where they're like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta buy one mm-hmm. of these." Like. It- it's been pretty incredible, and I've had that weird experience where, like, I love Tetris and playing. I did not think I could love Tetris more, but somehow Tetris Effect has made that happen. Mm-hmm. It's also been really fun to, like, my girlfriend will be in the VR headset while I play, and which occasionally will be bad when she, like, jerks her head around to go see something. I'm like, no, I need to see where the bricks are, but keep doing that. Uh, but oh, it's, that's awesome. I never even thought a, to do As that. just more, like, obvious, we talk about VR as this so, like, it... Uh, gates you off from everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've found unique things with that or something like Beat Saber, which was ported to PSVR as well as being this ability to have multiple people interact with VR. And I think mm-hmm. they've been doing a continued great job of that. And I'm really excited to see what they do in 2019 uh, before we move to December. Obviously, of course, don't, don't want to forget October. They mentioned the name change beta announcement was a thing and you'll finally be able to... Sony's real game of the year right change, there. Change, <laughs> well, except for the fact that it won't work with all games. You may have to change back to your old name. Uh, it's clearly a forward-thinking move. We talked about it a bit on the show. It's clearly something they're looking for, planning for whatever the PS5 is. I don't. But. I don't know if um, Alana mentioned this when she was on the show. Rest in peace. Yes, uh, but one of the real yeah. bummers that I've discovered, and I, I always knew that it was a thing. I just never sort of. It never affected me. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, PlayStation is region locked, so I have to start all over again. I have to. Like You're leave my because you just moved oh. to America because I just moved to the states and I've got an Australian PSN account and I can't like use any codes or anything like that on that account unless they're like Australian. Oh. So I have to start again with a whole brand new name. That's Did a you good choose problem. With no trophies. Oh no! Did you choose your name yet? No, I haven't chosen okay. it yet. I'm like clinging on. I can't bear to. Well, be sure to write into the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond to tell Lucy what her new name should be. Good luck, Lucy. Uh, and of course, yeah, thank you. November was Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't want to go too long into it, if only because we've spent, I think, multiple episodes with that show really, uh, with that game as the focus of the show. But clearly it has impacted not just us on the show a lot, but I think the whole industry, uh, the conversation around that game and Rockstar itself, in addition to when we finally got our hands on the game and just what it meant for so many people. I think mm-hmm. it was a tremendous conversation that we had and are continuing to have as we go yep. on. Uh, moving then into December, just really quickly, uh, Persona Dancing came out. Uh, Andrew Goldfarb, that is for you. Spider-Man's DLC is wrapping. We have not played it uh, before this episode. Uh, this episode will go up before it actually finishes, so we can't tell you how that was, but hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, PUBG also finally came to PlayStation, and then the PlayStation Classic came out and kind of underwhelmed everybody. Mm-hmm. What a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have one? No, not personally. I, I wanted one, and then I decided against it. Mm. Yeah. It just felt like a it's a weird, sad note to kind of end the year on. Yeah, because <laughs> it was such a strong year, and then um, again, this it came out just as I was moving, so I didn't actually get my mm. my hands on it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, since we like since we reviewed it and discussed it and stuff like that, um, people have kind of tore into a little bit, um, not just on Metacritic, but like physically, uh, and they've hacked it. It's apparently incredibly easy to to break into. Um, Sony. Uh, basically made it like just ridiculously accessible. To you just like plug in a keyboard. You plug in a keyboard, yeah. yeah, and you can just drag and drop games onto it, uh, essentially. So um, Everyone found, yeah, like the games they tested on it, and it's every game you wanted on the PlayStation yeah. Classic but wasn't there. Yeah, just and the, right. that's exactly it. Uh, 
yeah, so that's that's cool. I, I I think that like um and I saw I saw they were already twenty bucks off in like some sales here and there. So mm. keep an eye out for it. If you want to add your own games, I'm probably telling you to do something illegal. I don't care. <laughs> um, look for look for a sale. Add your own games, and yeah, you'll have a tiny awesome PlayStation under your TV, and you can fix the the, the problem that they created. Well, that sounds fun, Brian. But I have another suggestion: obey the law. <laughs> yeah? Don't be a crook. That's fine. You go hang out with the cops. You snitch. <laughs> And if you have a Raspberry Pi, good luck. You just have everything. Borderlands 2 VR is just about to be a very real, actual thing thanks to PlayStation VR. What a world. What a virtual reality world. Finally, the iconic shooter looter is getting in your face, on your face. Come December, you can virtually step into the boots of a treasure-seeking vault hunter armed with 12 bazillion guns on a quest to stuff your pockets with even more guns. Blast bandits with real-world aiming, punch psychos in the literal virtual face, and race around in stolen vehicles and free Pandora from Handsome Jack's virtual reality clutches which are now even more handsome and even more clutchy thanks to PlayStation VR. In case you live on a distant fictional planet under a piece of scrap metal, PlayStation VR brings gaming to virtual reality. It makes your heart race, your pupils dilate, and your instincts take over as you discover new worlds. With PlayStation VR, you can fully immerse yourself in more than 250 incredible games and counting. Keep an eye out for Borderlands 2 VR on PlayStation VR. Greatness awaits. Uh, before yeah. we move on with December, I want to tie a little bit of news into the top of the show. Uh, obviously, this has been a pretty crazy great year for PlayStation with some odd moments pepper throughout it. But uh, at the very tail end of this year, uh, Media Molecule, who's been making Dreams, they said the Dreams beta would finally be launching this year, and they were sticking to that. Andrew and I were waiting day by day. We have been writing yearly uh, Dreams beta and Dreams release window stories every year for the last three years. And finally, the beta is coming out. It launches the day this episode goes out, so December 19th. Uh, that beta, though, is only a creator's beta, so you have to follow Media Molecule's newsletter to get into that. Uh, it's under a confidentiality agreement. The public at large can get into the beta at the beginning of the year, and it'll run through most of January. Uh, but that game is now finally somewhat of a reality. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and I like I say this as someone who has probably written one of these pieces, but I'm really <laughs> sick of the, what the hell is dreams? Like, yeah. I, uh, all right, let's, now let's actually, let's see what it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious how much they will put into the hands of people because it is really a question of mm. how far along this beta is. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think it's nice to actually see progress on this game. Yeah, and whatever we see spin out from the creations of this thing are going to be better than any ad campaign they can possibly run for it. Because yeah. if people latch onto this and start making weird, crazy things, um, I think that's that's the thing that will make people kind of pick their ears up a little bit and go, oh, you can do that? Oh, definitely. I remember chatting to Media Molecule when, when it was still kind of in its, like, early stages, and they were just like, we want this to not just be a tool for video games, we want it to be a tool for, like, DJs and directors and all this sort of thing. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of really interesting, unexpected stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hopefully. Yes, I could imagine, Brian, I'm excited to hear what album you produce within Dreams. Yeah, I also just might make dicks. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the over-under on when we're going to see some really weird stuff with, like, Knuckles and Waluigi? Uh, it comes out December 19th, so December 19th. Yeah, good answer. Is, yeah, exactly. when that's going to happen. Uh, but yes, obviously, that has been the year for PlayStation 2018. A crazy amount to talk about, a crazy amount to go through. Uh, because we spent so much time on that and are a little more pressed for time, uh, going to skip a little bit of discussion about that trophy stuff, but you can read about it on IGN.com. Uh, Max, I wanted to go into the fact that Mortal Kombat 11 is coming out. You're excited and put a, together a little bit of a list of characters yeah. you want to see in Mortal Kombat, so and why? I like so I little... like fighting games in the, in 2018 because they're completely insane nonsense. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a point where you're like, oh, these characters are never going to show up in like you know this dimension, whatever. Like. Super Smash Brothers, for instance, you've got like Ryu and Ken and Snake fighting, you know, Bayonetta characters from like other platforms are showing up. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. completely out the window, and I love they've, that they've weaponized like playground arguments that we had as kids. Yeah, yeah. 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 That Joker announcement was insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Max got photo evidence. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that like Mortal Kombat is sort of taking the more like mature and teen rated route with that, and mm -hmm. with the past two games with uh, Mortal Kombat uh, Ten and with Injustice Two, they've been putting all sorts of stuff in those games that people weren't really expecting through DLC. Uh, we got a bunch of horror icons in Mortal Kombat. Uh, I keep wanting to say X. Was it X? Was it just Mortal Kombat X? Yeah, we call them so. Mortal Kombat X. I think. It sounds yeah. it sounds way cooler, and yeah. Mortal Kombat should sound as cool as possible. It was funny when they showed the Mortal Kombat 11 trailer. Someone in the office was like, is it Mortal Kombat 2? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the ones. Um, but yeah, no, they had Freddy, Jason, Predator, Xenomorph, and Leatherface in 
Mortal Kombat, which is just like that is such a like an eight year old's dream come true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Injustice Two, they managed to prove that that wasn't just a DC game, and they had Ninja it's a Turtles. Very warped eight year old, by the way. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I had a rough childhood. Uh, and then Hellboy, and was I keep I keep going back and forth on this. Was Spawn in Injustice Two? I can't even. I don't. Know. I think maybe he was. I so I keep, I'll check it out while you go through. You no. Know? Oh, okay. thank you. So thank here's you. the thing: if you Google. Which characters were in DLC? You get all these weird fan-made videos that are like, ah, yes, the spawn reveal, along with like Jigsaw, and like it's some some like homebrew like weird CG stuff. So I'm like, is this official? I don't think this is official. This is totally fake. Well, and Todd um, McFarlane on an AMA on Reddit a couple days ago was just like, yeah, I think Spawn is coming to Mortal Kombat 11. It's kind of weird that the confirmed characters for Mortal Kombat 11 are like Raiden, two versions of Scorpion. And Spawn, Spawn question mark? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, Spawn is like the most on-brand character you could possibly have in, in Mortal Kombat. He is uh, the most like 90s, like nine, 90s teenage aggression incarnate. <laughs> like he's a perfect fit. I love it. He makes perfect sense. But I figured I would add a bunch of my own suggestions to this terrible list. Um, so who else you got? So here's my thing. I think this is kind of out there. I think Geralt of Rivia. Okay. I think Geralt makes a ton of sense. We already got, good lord, Baron's showing the wrong picture. That's that's Henry Cavill is the unbearded Geralt of Rivia. From the, yeah, that's I the don't Geralt that everyone's going to know well soon, so <laughs> good lord. get warm. So uh, Geralt popped up in Soul Calibur VI, which was published by uh, Bandai Namco in Europe. Um, or That's that's who publishes that game, period. Uh, Bandai Namco published uh, Witcher 3 in Europe, and WB Games published it stateside. Uh, so it kind of makes sense for like this... This CD Projekt Red character, kind of like both sides of the fence. He also yeah. showed up in Monster Hunter, which is Capcom. So, like, clearly mm. they have no qualms about like just letting him go play wherever. Sure. Um, and I mean, he's you know he's a kind of an M-rated character. He does a lot of disembowelments and finishers, and has cool swords and uh, loves baths. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, Michael Myers is what? Yeah, in the hell, Barrett. Yes, you're showing the wrong picture. That's the <laughs> one. Yes, uh, yeah, Michael, baby. Not the not the one from <laughs> not Austin Powers. <laughs> The one who's scary with the knife and the jumpsuit. Um, he's owned by Universal, who've done a ton of collaboration with with WB Games, and like we saw, basically, basically, I'm I'm taking a lot of this list from what we saw in like Lego Dimensions, okay. and then being like, yeah. okay, but what if it was bloodier? Mm. Yeah, uh, Michael Myers would be a good choice, I think. I yeah. mean, he's just a slow, like eight foot tall hammer dude. Yeah, yeah. he's a lumbering knife man. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> he yeah, would do pretty well. They they could do some fun stuff with that, but um, yeah, I mean, you say like. Freddy, Jason, Leatherface, who's missing? You know, yeah. Yeah. Austin Powers, I think. Yeah, yeah baby. Now that we've thought of that, if they put or Austin Powers in Mortal Kombat, I am jumping off a bridge. Or the Michael Myers mask from Baby Driver. That they- okay, that's <laughs> I'm jumping enough. off a bridge onto the roof of a GameStop so I can go into the store and buy this game. Oh God, <laughs> I'm running into traffic so I can cross the street and pre-order this game. Um, Chucky, this is a weird one. No, yes. Barrett, God yeah. Damn. yeah, not Chucky All of Finster. The They're the same. They're the same. They are yeah. the same. That's the same they character. The, same. So the one problem Weirdly. here is that he's, he's he's way too small. I did some research on this, and I was like, how was the shortest Mortal Kombat character? He's super agile, though. He would like be, he's a small little unit. He's like Yoda in Attack of the Clones. It would be uh-huh. one's favorite Star Wars. I mean, movie. they put Yoda in Soul Calibur. It's not impossible mm-hmm. to have like a teeny tiny character in a fighting game, but he's like twenty nine inches tall. Uh, the shortest Mortal Kombat characters, uh, fun trivia fact, according to the internet, is uh, three different female characters who are all five nine. Okay, <laughs> there's like that's like the sh- the tallest, the shortest character is. What is about like still- if it's two Chuckies in a trench coat trying to get a bank loan? Ooh, Vincent Adultman. What if it's it's Chucky and what's her, what's his face? His, his wife. What's his wife's name? Bride, Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky. Uh, <laughs> Everyone looking at you. you I've that. got the I've got the doll. What's yeah, what's Tiffany? Tiffany. Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. Chucky, Chucky, it's like yeah. it's like a murderous ice climbers from Smash Brothers. <laughs> that would yeah, be, but they could. That would be Protecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, launch him at people. Here's a big one. I also, think Jennifer would... Tilly needs to be in that game. Yes. Jennifer that Tilly announced more. It's just Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. It's not even. Yeah. Uh, Pennywise. So that makes a lot of sense. Pennywise would be weirdly ridiculous, but I think you know, like in that way that I thought the Xenomorph would be weirdly ridiculous. Like it's like I, I sort of feel that he would be inherently overpowered because he would just conjure up. Your worst nightmare. Okay, but I want to point out this is Mortal Kombat, where like a demon emperor of another dimension fights a cop. Like (laughs) Mortal Kombat has like, where's the ground? It doesn't. What are those people? One more note. Uh, It's not real. 
so they could just cap his powers at a certain level, so he wouldn't just like haunt the whole game Again, world forever. They could. Well, that's true. This they is playground argument. The game. <laughs> they, they, yeah. It's true for the for the tough kids who say f words yes. in the corner of the playground, not the Smash Bros. kids over by the teacher. It'd be fun if you could spray him with a little bit of um, you know, the asthma inhaler like in the uh, series. That's just the fatality. <laughs> that's the yeah. fatality. So my argument for this is is first of all, uh, it is put out by WB. Which makes perfect sense. Uh, Mortal Kombat huge. comes out in April. Uh, it chapter it? two. Yeah, that's September, I think. Yes. Yeah. So it would be like perfect timing for Barrett is doing scary things with uh. that awful clown. But I, I mean, I love that he's got like he's got that right balance of like here's something sort of familiar that's been subverted by dark people that Mortal Kombat characters often have. Yeah. And also like he disembowels people. It's like completely unbranded. He can bite people's heads off. He's got like mm -hmm. scary teeth. Um, America's okay. favorite toilet clown. Toilet clown is back, and he's he's coming. It'd be also weird if they just threw in like a like a generic clown character that was just like a ripoff. Just clown. Just get, yeah. yeah, get the dude from Twisted Metal. He's not working. So on the scary clown <laughs> front, um, obviously uh, NetherRealm's done a ton of stuff with uh, with DC. I mean, we had uh, at this point three games that are sort of DC infused Mortal Kombat. Um, and I think Batman would be a perfect fit, aside from the fact that he doesn't kill people, except if you watch the last five movies he was in, where he totally Killed kills a lot people. Of people. Um, but no, I think a good fit here would be um, the Batman who laughs, uh, who's kind of a recent introduction to the mm. uh, the DC universe. He's kind of an Elseworlds version, who's like a hybrid Joker Batman murderer character. And do we have an image of this, Barrett? I sent you one. I don't know if you checked your emails or whatever. He's just showing this Ben Affleck version. No, he was looking up pictures of Chucky Finster. He's too busy Googling <laughs> the various DCU stars, whatever. Um, but no, so uh, I think this would be a good fit because he's just he's just like a very very evil Mortal Kombatified version. And he's got like spikes all over him for no reason. He like uses chains and, and stuff. He like turns children into monsters. It's just like it's very it's it's gross in that good Mortal Kombat way. And it's also like helping kind of uh, you know draw some attention to sort of the DC thing. Obviously, we had Sub Zero and, and Scorpion showing up in, in Injustice. So like, really, it makes sense. Style guide is out the window at this point. Other WB characters, or at least they have right. realm of use. Who else do you got? Hear me out. Mm -hmm. Voldemort. <laughs> I think Voldemort should be in Mortal Kombat. He would be so silly, though. I want what a just, silly character. Is it Ray Fiennes as he, Voldemort? Not Tom Barrett Riddle. picked the wrong pictures for all of these. Uh. I sent him pictures, and he picked the wrong, not the sexy young one, but the old <laughs> one who looks like a snake. Scary Ray Fiennes with the funny nose. That would be great. Who just goes around killing parents and doing all sorts of bad stuff. It would be good. I feel like this is never going to happen because, you know, obviously Harry Potter is much more of a family-friendly franchise. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's too pure. JK would never allow it. Uh, Mumra. I'm getting kind of out on a limb here. Just I think type anything I am, on this list. No, man, this is whatever what we're doing here. We're, I've, got, whatever you want. I've got like eight more of these two. We're going to keep going. <laughs> oh, boy. So Mumra the Ever-Living, he is a mummy who hates the Thundercats. Uh, most recently, WB revealed the new Thundercats cartoon, and a whole bunch of people got really up in arms because Thundercats is supposed to be for adults, as everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. They're cats with thunder. That's, this, uh, that's, yeah. that's what I grew Pure up with. That's a man's cartoon right there. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Get me out of here. Oh, it. no. <laughs> um, but no, so Mumra, is a, he's a scary mummy. I feel like he's pretty much the most Mortal Kombat looking. Like, either him or Skeletor would be a really good fit in Mortal Kombat. Skeletor uh -huh. kicks yeah. some ass. Uh, moving on, Doom Guy. Yeah. I know he's mm -hmm. supposed to be called the Doom Slayer. I think he's cooler sounding Doom Guy. Doom Guy is better. He's known for ripping and tearing. I don't know how you put, like, a first-person shooter hero in a fighting game, but Stranger Things have happened. Uh, and also, like, I don't know if, if Bethesda's cool with, like, sharing their IPs. Well, the the real question that all of these come down to is, are you okay with having your character get his spleen torn out? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. can we see his lungs, and then can she eat them? Yeah, like, so, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. I love that to. there was yeah. that whole conversation around Wreck It Ralph of like the different game companies being like, our character has to be bigger than the other characters. Yeah, and Bowser's getting, the biggest. Yeah, Bowser's taller than Donkey Kong. Oh, Kong. Robotnik is taller than Bowser. Yeah. And it's like, just stop it. And I they wanna, were like, the room has a ceiling, and they're all going to fit in the room. I want to know the conversations that happened with like Nether Realm, where they're like, we had a great idea for what this character could, like, what if we want Superman to kill a lot of people? And they're like, mm -hmm. maybe? What I if he know? ripped off fingers individually? Yeah. And smiled while he did it. <laughs> is testicles a bone? Mortal Kombat says yes. Um, uh, who else do you have? Uh, we run v down from V for Vendetta, uh, who's a good fit. That's another WB property. Sure. Obviously, sort of impromptu mascot for 4chan at this point. More kind of aligned with anonymous internet use than anything else, but does a bunch of cool knife stuff. Uh, be kind of cool. Get me at, Stop putting my picture on the pictures. Maybe yeah. Max, you should be in Mortal yeah. Kombat. Speaking of Maxes, what about Mad Max, which is what I am becoming after Barrett has been changing all the pictures. What, are you just going to show a picture of me? There it is, Mad Max. Oh. 
No, but we got that. Uh, we got that Mad Max game a few years ago. Obviously, you know, they got WB has some like Mad Max graphics floating around. They could probably just I don't know, just drag and drop that into Mortal Kombat. That's yeah. how that works, yeah, right? Save right. it as yeah. dot Mortal Kombat, and you yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. I feel like they'd look how at this and they'd be like, they're like, he's he's not tough enough. We need uh, let's just get Master Blaster in there, and we just have like I don't know, just a really really weird weird. So stuff. who would be tough enough? Because you have a few men in suits as okay. we get toward the end of the list. John Wick. Yeah. Hugely popular right now. Sure. We get the bootleg John Wick in Fortnite. It's hot with the kids. I feel like the folks at, at NetherRealm probably are big fans of John Wick. I'm going to kill you, Barrett. That's not John Wick. That's <laughs> yeah. from the prequel where he gets the telephone booth. Um, I think another one obviously would be Neo from The Matrix. Uh, I feel like Neo is kind of too, like they got to get Keanu Reeves' face right. So I think Agent sure. Smith would make more sense because yeah. it's sort of almost like a shapeshiftery type yeah. thing. Uh this one is going to make everyone I love. This is, I, I think, love the best it. idea. Yeah. Beetlejuice. Yes. Yes. Beetlejuice yeah. should be in Mortal Kombat. That makes sense. I, I love, that. love that. Yeah, we got to see Beetlejuice in uh, Lego Dimensions. This is a, you know, it's a horrible character. And also, <laughs> he makes spikes shoot out of his body, and he tries to, like, I don't know, have sex with ghosts. Like, he's just really, he's very awful. He's basically also the Joker. If you watch that movie, that's pretty much a prototypical like yeah. Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger Joker. Well, yeah. the thing thinking about like WB properties like and if, if we introduce Chucky into the into the fold, we could also get like the Gremlins. The Gremlins Ooh, would be pretty cool. Yeah. That's a weird one though cuz it sort of walks that fine line where it's like is this a family, family Christmas movie or is this a straight up horror film? Yeah. Um all right, getting very silly here. Ed Boon, one of the co-creators of Mortal yep. Kombat. I think he would be awesome. Obviously, if we can't get Sakurai and Smash, just get Ed Boon in Mortal Kombat. What would his fatality be? Being incredibly nice. Oh. I don't even know what that would look like. <laughs> I feel like he's, I can't imagine this man being hurtful in real life. Like, he's just very, he's very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I don't know what he would do. I, I, maybe he would like, it would be like one of those like Looney Tunes cartoons where like the animator is trying to kill Bugs Bunny by like undesigning him or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was, a, there was a video floating around of the making of Mortal Kombat 3 that had Ed Boon and I guess uh, Tobias doing like demonstrating the stunts for the rotoscope actors when they were doing sort of proto proto mocap basically. Mm-hmm. And it was just them on like a, a trampoline doing these like sort of <laughs> awkward kung fu moves that they saw in movies. That video is great, by the way. It's amazing. So I want Ed Boon in there. He's lovely. Somebody on, Your final on this choice list. is odd. Yes, it's this so is, strange I, you would do this. I wonder Max. who wrote Sora in Mortal Kombat. Who wants to see the Kingdom Heart himself. I, I, I want to see Sora's spleen for sure. I think it makes total sense. And obviously, with Kingdom Hearts being as M rated as it is. To be I fair, I have always wanted to kick Sora in the ball so hard that his <laughs> testicles explode. Can't wait for I'm the sorry, 500 YouTube fans. comments about sorry. that. That's yeah. a Mortal Kombat joke. You can do that in the last game. <laughs> I don't know how they're making another one. I don't uh, know how they're going to top that. Well, your obvious love of wanting Sora in Mortal Kombat 11 seems like the best transition point to go into another Kingdom Hearts minute. Uh, reviving this long-forgotten segment on Beyond this joke uh, from years ago. Most people don't like. Yes. All right, I'm putting one minute on the quickly. clock for uh, just full disclosure. This was Jonathan's idea. It was. We're letting I him. He programmed the show. All right, you ready? Yes. Go. So they released the Kingdom Hearts 3 final battle trailer. This was a trailer that made Barrett Courtney, our producer, say, I kind of liked that. I sort of might play this. He probably won't, but I he had to play all the games for her. Can I appreciate your work, Barrett? Uh, that final battle trailer is insane. It so much happens in that trailer. I felt like it spoiled a lot of the game, but you saw the scope of how this is really bringing in every plot, every character, every through line of this entire franchise of you know nine or ten games into a single final culminating adventure. And it's kind of crazy. They showed some worlds that we hadn't really seen before. Obviously. Obviously, we saw all the Disney worlds that we know so far. That was all amazing. I loved all of that. Unfortunately, of course, there was also apparently a Kingdom Hearts 3 leak going around. Someone apparently has full copies of the game, uh, missing the epilogue and secret movie. Nonetheless, stay safe, be vigilant, don't get spoiled. We're only like six weeks away. It is very important that you don't ruin this game. You, mostly me, have been waiting 10, 12, 30 years for it feels like, but it is finally soon coming in. I cannot wait to play. Oh, and you hear that? It's silk. Worked. Um, Perfect. Brian, next week I think you should put this on your phone because I want to go on my phone when he's talking. It's very boring. <laughs> I, uh, I actually it? yawned right before the timer started. That's where we were. Have you ever Perfect. yawned so hard you thought you were dying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I think you did well. Thank you, Lucy. That was yeah, the first and probably only one you'll have to endure. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not really going to do that before the game comes out again. You can do whatever you want. Close. It brings you joy and it lets yeah. us snap. The game will hopefully bring me joy. I hear if you type Kingdom Hearts onto the computer, it will be spoiled for you. That's apparently what happens. Mm-hmm. No, so don't yeah. go near the internet. If this means that we get like a few months where Kingdom Hearts fans aren't using the internet out of fear of spoilers, <laughs> like... You have a few weeks <laughs> well, of solace. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to do another edition of Trophy Test. If you haven't heard Trophy Test, this is where I quiz the fellow members of the show on whether or not they know trophies from past PlayStation games. I am obsessed with trophies. They less so. Uh, but we're going to find out. I got my first pla- platy. Oh, congratulations. Year. What Thank was you, it? Thank you, Spider-Man. Of course. Yeah. It's a fun one. You're leaving that one behind too, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a shame. You'll Sorry. be sure to get another, uh, probably not any of these, but we are going through Uncharted trophies. So Ooh, the, whole I have, okay. the whole series. Okay. I have trophies from seven games. Thank so. you for picking a series that I've definitely played a lot of. Of course. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy to help Kingdom this time Hearts. rather than Kingdom Hearts. Uh, starting from the top, we will go down. I will ask you all to tell me what is the real trophy. What is the real of these two trophies? So for I'm so bad at this. For reference, for the first three games, they are the remastered versions that came in the trilogy. Anyway, just for sticklers at home. Uncharted 1. The Fat and the Furious. Complete a speed run as Donut Drake. The second one. I can only have one. Complete the game as Donut Drake without dying. Which of those is the real one? Lucy, I will start with you. Two. You say two is the real one. Max? I think two. And Brian? One. Brian, you got it correct. The Fat and the Furious yes. is the real one. Oh Despite my, my love yes. in the Fast and the Furious, that is a real trophy in that game. I remember specifically like uh, a year or two ago, there was a bunch of articles popped up about Donut Drake, and people were pretty pissed about that one specifically. Moving on to question number two. Uh, this is Uncharted 2, of course. Relic Manipulator, rotate 10 relics. Relic Finder, find the strange relic. I just said relic a lot. Lucy, which of those is the <laughs> real trophy? One. one. Max, which is the real trophy? I think one. Brian, which is the real trophy? Two. The correct answer is two. Relic Finder, find the strange Don't relic. Don't say what I say because it's wrong. I'm going against <laughs> you guys every time. That's and it's smart. Working. It's been smart so far. Let's screw them up and have different answers next time. Okay. Uh, for the Uncharted 3 remaster, which of these is the real trophy? Catch that plane. Beat Chapter 16, one shot at this, in less than 12 minutes. Or... Got a glass of water? Beat chapter 17, don't get burned, in less than eight minutes. Which of those is the real trophy? Start, start with, with Brian. Yeah, two. let's go. Two. Two is the real trophy? Yeah. Okay, Max. Oh. Catch that plane or got a glass of water? Uh, I think one. You say one? I, I want to say one as well. Okay. And I don't want to just be that person. Okay, I say one. The correct answer is one. Yes. Oh! That plane. Yes. Uh, Max, Lucy, you both get a point. Moving on to Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Which is the real trophy? School's out. Scatter three groups of fish while swimming underwater. Oh. Or on porpoise. My voice cracked there because I'm still going through puberty. Get three dolphins to follow the boat. Which of those is the real trophy? School's out or on porpoise? I don't think you can say on porpoise without your voice it's, cracking. I, it's like, impossible, period. yeah. Uh, Brian, I'll start with you. Oh, man. I remember. I don't remember you can get a, the, the dolphins. I don't. <laughs> apparently don't remember anything of that from that <laughs> game. Uh, I remember the part where he got all those rocks in his ass. <laughs> Wait, what, wow. What was two? You don't uh, need the, to say the name. The what, what is the description? Get three dolphins to follow the boat. How do you even do that? You honk the horn on the boat. Okay, <laughs> I know what I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, one. You say one is real? I think two. Two? Two. On porpoise, get three dolphins to follow the boat is the real one. I wow. actually think yes. I got that trophy. That's why I said <laughs> That's I why think you really? won that trophy. Okay. I think I did, yeah. I totally forgot you could do that. You'll not have to get it again. I'm sorry. Because you lost your whole profile. So Moving on. Uncharted Golden Abyss. Ooh. One of these is real. Touch my rear. Use the back touchpad to climb a rope or chain. I hate saying both of these. Number two, just blow me. Wow. Blow into the microphone to dust off a relic. Which of those is the real trophy? I think one. It's got to be one. One. They can't do the other one. It's one. I just really, uh, that came to mind and I couldn't not do it. Uh, you all get a point for that Did you one. do that? You could blow in the microphone? Uh, that was a DS thing. I don't actually know if you could do that on Vita, but it just, I know there was a microphone there, mm-hmm. so I figured I'd make it work. Moving on, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Which of these is the real one? Georgina of the jungle. Climb and reach the top of ten trees. Or Tarzana. Perform five grapple hooks in a row without touching the ground. Which of those is the real trophy? Lucy. They both suck. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with one. Okay. You say one's the real trophy? Yeah. Max? Uh I think two. <clears throat> Brian? One. 
The correct answer is two. What? Tarzana. Congratulations, Max. Tarzana? Yeah. Tarzana. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of what was the worst other female change name I could do. Mm-hmm. So I went with Georgina. Uh, moving on. Uncharted Fight for Fortune. This is the final one. Uncharted Fight for Fortune. That, What's the score right now? Uh, the score right now. Max has four. What? Yeah. I'm very good at games. Uh, <laughs> I'm the gamer. <laughs> Lucy, you have three. And then Brian, you also have three. Wow. I'm going to platinum trophy. I believe, unless trophy I miscounted. This, this I think I had two. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Uncharted Fight for Fortune. Which of these is real? Kitty got wet. Win your first online multiplayer match. Or Nate, no. Lose five matches online. Which of those is the real trophy? I feel like it's the first one. I feel like it's the first one too because you wouldn't traditionally be punished for losing. You'd be encouraged. Mm-hmm. I've actually had trophies before not related to this game. Just saying I have had trophies that did require you to I lose have, things. Have they acknowledged like the Nate no joke? Like no, I feel like that's a... That's yeah. Kitty got wet is like a terrible Uncharted line, I think. Yeah. Isn't he like, he like kills a cat or something? <laughs> Yeah, he does. The first, the Lights end of the first game, he snaps a cat's neck for a reason. <laughs> Throws it out of hot air. Really weird. Uh, Brian, which of those is the real one? One is the real, the cat killer. Okay. One, the drowned cat. Uh, <laughs> Max? I think, I think one. Okay. One. Lucy? The correct answer is one. Kitty Got Wet is the real trophy. Uh, so coming in, Max, since you all got that question right, Max, you won. Congratulations. Hell yeah. All right. Well done. I guess well I, you could say I platinumed to that challenge, <laughs> except I missed a bunch of them. <laughs> you got four or five, five out of seven. That's not bad. It's an easy plat, as yeah. they say. IGN.com gave it five out of seven trophies. <laughs> right. Uh, Max, when you're not winning rounds of trophy test, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Max Scoville, Instagram, Max Scoville. And Brian, where can people find you? At Agent Bizzle. Lucy, where can people find you? Luce O'Brien on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at JM Dornbush on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me there now for new cute photos of my dog. Oh, yeah, you got a dog. Yeah, yeah I got a dog. That's it's right. Go see that dog. It's a good dog. Little Loki. It's a good uh, dog. Please check him you, out. You Is it are, real good dog? Go real take a look dog. at that dog. Real good dog. You are asking for just a basket of trouble naming your dog after the god of mischief. Oh, I know. We we could tell kind of from the first minute he was going to be a little troublemaker. He did something so. that I've wanted to do in many meetings yesterday and just took a shit on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're like, all right, so he took a shit in an IGN conference room yeah. Yeah. yeah we've all been there we're yeah. supposed to shit on games here guys <laughs> not, the, not the rooms uh but anyway that has been episode 571 of beyond our weekly playstation show here remember beyond is live every wednesday at 3 p.m pacific at beyond.ign.com and then thursdays at 3 p.m pacific on youtube and podcast services thank you so much for watching and as always and beyond. remember Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Sub-Zero, Sonya Blade, uh, Sora, Kano, Baraka, <laughs> Test the Might, Beyond! <laughs> Mortal Kombat. I love those ninjas. Oh, God.